step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Milk of the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through this study. Remember, we use the Scriptures 1998 translation. We're, of course, going to pick it up in Matthew uh, chapter 3. But I want us to go to our Scripture verse, which is found in 1 Kepha chapter 2. So, 1 Kepha chapter 2, as newborn babes desire the unadulterated milk, of the word in order that you grow by it. So the only way that you can grow spiritually, which is what we need to do, especially as a um, new brethren, new believer, is to, um, you know, have, receive, hear, unadulterated milk, which, of course, unadulterated means something that's, you know, not false, not an error, not poison milk, something that is useless to you. So, you have, in order to grow, you have to have the real milk. And so, that's what the scriptures, you know, this uh, call ser- series milk of the scriptures is uh, teaching. It's the milk, the true milk. Now, we know a lot of people, uh, especially the leader types, uh, don't like, they really don't like uh, truth. They want to believe what they want to believe. But this is the truth. And so if you want to know the real truth, then study along with us here in the milk and make sure that even if you've been a believer for years and years and years, if you've never received the true milk, you're still spiritually immature. Before we get into our study today, I want to just go over so you can understand about Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, according to the law of Moshiach, you had, you're you're to have uh, Levites, and and not only Levites uh, in the temple in uh, Jerusalem, but you are to have um, Aaron, Aaron, which is was um, a you know a descendant of Levi, uh, 
that the they had to be descendants of Aaron. Okay? And in order to be connected to doing the works in the temple, there was a specific um, gene line that was according to the law of, uh, you know, Moshiach, which is, of course, the law of Yahuwah, that it was Levitical priesthood and Aaron, Aaron's descendants. Now, if you remember, Yohanan uh, uh, was actually, you know, um, descended from Aaron, and uh, he was Levitical. So, you know, we're going to go into that a little bit in a little while. But first, I wanted you to see something. And that is when Yohanan was born in the temple, that was 30 years prior to the events we're going to see and look, learn about today, uh, you had Levites actually, in, in descendants of Aaron 30 years prior to this. Now, according to uh, the law, what did the law say about the set-apart place, the, the, the house of Elohim? What, what did the law say? The law said that you're, you're to have a temple that you can do your sacrifices and that temple would be in the place that I tell you at some point in the future when the law was given, which of course would be the promised land and end up being in Jerusalem. So you were to have the set-apart place in one place that was in Jerusalem. And three times a year, uh, according to the law, all the males had to travel, no matter where they lived in all of Israel, or the world for that matter, all the males had to go to Jerusalem, to the temple, to the one place to, uh, to, to hold the feast, to remember the feast, Passover, unleavened bread, and and and, you know, that stuff, they were to go to Jerusalem to the one temple. Nowhere, nowhere in the law does it say to have um, little, quote, places, and as they called it back in these days, um, synagogues, there, there was nowhere in the law that said that every town should have little, their own little, quote, churches or synagogues. No, no, there was one place, and that's where, you know, the as Yahuwah said, I will be, that's my house here on earth, that's where I'm going to be, in Jerusalem. Not, not in all these little old synagogue church things that they had 30 years later at the time of Johann and the, the baptizer. But 30 years prior, 
they at least, and you'll see it here, and I want you to go to Luke. I should have told you to go to Luke, but hold your place in, in the gift of Yah. Um, go to Luke, and I want you to see uh, verse 1, I mean chapter 1, verse 5. And what does it say? There was in the days of Herodias, the sovereign of Yehuda, a certain priest named Zechariah of the division of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before Elohim, blameless walking in all the commands and righteousness of Yahuwah. So this is John's parents. They were Levitical and they were descended from Aaron. And in those days, uh, you know, his job was, uh, you know, as the priest... It, they were really doing what they were supposed to do in those days, in other words. And that's all I wanted you to see, was that he's Levitical, he's of Aaron, she's of Aaron, they had this son, and he was doing his job there at the temple, which is what he was supposed to be doing. They had certain things they had to do, and he was performing his duty according to the law. And then, of course, the um, the angel Gabriel... Um, arrives and tells him about uh, Johanan. But what I want you to see is 30 years before, they had still had Levitical priesthood, they still had descendants of Aaron in, you know, the temple. Okay, so let's go to uh, Matith Yahoo, which is the gift of Yah. Go back there to chapter 3. Now, 30 years later, um, they've had things now. Uh, I We don't, it doesn't mention 30 years prior. It just talks about the temple and Yahusha was baptized. I mean, he was uh, circumcised and uh, cleansed in the temple as as should have been according to the law, as it said, and the doves and all the stuff that, that you had to do for a male child according to the law. And Johanan, uh, you know, there was just a temple and, and according to the law and all that. But there's no mention, as far as, you know, it says here, 30 years prior of syn the synagogue things, Okay. So at some point, maybe in those days they had them, but who knows. But at some point, they they decided to have uh, synagogues. And synagogues were places, and that's who the Pharisees are connected to, and that's why I'm going into all of this. That's who the Pharisees are connected to, is the synagogues. And so let's look at who the Pharisees were, just a, a, um, a definition I have here. It's a sect, meaning nothing to do with um, Levitical priesthood, nothing to do with the bloodline, nothing to do with Aaron, okay? Just a group of uh, exiles, 
which is where they think that the pharisaical group started in the, during the Maccabee times after they came out of um, Babylon. Um, and the Pharisees were just, they were kind of intelligent, uh, rich, uh, teacher-like people who recognized uh, in oral tradition a standard of belief and life. So the Pharisees believed in oral tradition, not the written um, law. They had oral tradition, which means traditions of men. So they were inundated. So they came up with these things that were not written by Moshea and that were added to the law and that the, they taught in their synagogues in each town. There were synagogues, and in some towns more than one synagogue because there was different pharmaceutical, um, you know, teachings. Um, they didn't all teach the same. It wasn't like one big giant group. It was different groups of pharmaceutical, you know, teachers. And uh, they taught the people on Sabbath. So on Sabbath, they came up with this, which it doesn't say it in scripture, that they came up with this on Sabbath, y'all go to the synagogue, and we'll teach you not only, you know, oral tradition, what we believe, but, you know, we'll, we'll read scripture there, you know. So you see, that's, that's, what the Pharisees were. They were absolutely, totally, completely not connected to the Levitical priesthood and the synagogues were not connected to the law at all. And that's why Yahusha had a big problem with Pharisees. Uh, scripture lawyers, he, told, uh, he talked about, because they came up with their own ideas about... Um, the scripture and they added and they said oral tradition was the important part and let's do it this way and they added to the scriptures you know all kinds of crazy things that you had to do to make sure that you were doing things quote the way um, Yahuwah wanted you to do <laughs> so so they added all this stuff on top of what the written law said and uh, they sought for distinction and praise by outward observance of external rites and by outward forms of piety and such as ceremonial washings, fastings, prayers, alms, giving, and like that. Uh, comparatively uh, negligent of genuine piety. That's where Yahusha had a problem with them. They prided themselves in their fancied good works. They held strenuously to a belief in the existence of good and evil angels. So hey, they, they knew about that part. And to the expectation of a Messiah. So you see, they, they did hold on. They were scripture lawyers. So they knew what scripture said. The prophets, that's what they did in synagogue, was they taught the prophets. They knew what the law said. They knew what the prophets said. They knew what was going on in scripture and what they were to look forward to. But they added all kinds of man's traditions to it. And they cherished the hope 
that the dead are primarily experienced either of reward or of penalty in Hades would be recalled to life by him, the Messiah. So you see, the Pharisees knew, because Scripture does say that, that uh, you're either the Messiah is either going to you know send you to hell, or you're going to get life. You see, eternal life. So the Pharisees knew that because it's in Scripture. You understand? And be requited of each according to his individual deeds in the opposition to the usurped dominion of Herod's and the rule of the Romans, they stoutly upheld the theocracy and their country's cause and possessed great influence with the common people. Um, according to Josephus, which is where we get a lot of our stuff, they numbered more than 6,000 Pharisees. They were bitter enemies of Yahusha and his cause and were in turn severely rebuked by him for their avarance, ambitions, hollow, uh, hollow reliance on outward works and affection of piety in order to gain popularity. That's the Pharisees, nothing at all having to do, meaning them, having to do with, guess what? The law. (laughs) They weren't Levi's. They weren't uh, Aaron descendants. They weren't connected to the, necessarily, I think that they had a, a Pharisee that, connected with the temple in um, Jerusalem, but mostly it was synagogues in the local area. And so uh, they knew the law, but they had all these little synagogues that they had brought up. And, And of course, that is why, okay, it's nothing to do with the law. That is why today we have these assemblies in all the little towns and all the little corners of, you know, especially the south. Every corner has a church almost. And and that's the reason why is because they're, they're, they followed, they followed in the footsteps of the Pharisees way of doing things, the synagogues, uh, instead of doing it the way Yahusha showed us. Did Yahusha tell us to build these synagogues? Did, you know, like assemblies, go build yourself a little flesh building, you know, church with boards and nails and, you know, put some pews in it and let's sit in it and gather there on Sabbath. Did did, uh, did Yahusha do that? Did he show you that that's what you're supposed to do, build these little buildings in his name or some kind of nonsense? Of course not. That's a tradition of men. That's an added thing. And the scripture says nothing, nothing, nothing to do with that whatsoever. So because you go and assemble at these um, assembly houses and things and, and stuff, understand that you're following in the footsteps of the Pharisees. And Yahusha despised Pharisees. You see, adding to the scripture, makes void the words of Elohim. So that's the Pharisees. So now you see, let's look at the Sadducees, which is basically, 
plus a couple of others, but mostly Pharisees and Sadducees who actually had trouble, you know, how, who Yahusha had trouble with. So, so the Pharisees, as you will have if you're speaking truth in the milk and that kind of thing, um, you know, trying to get truth out there. And the reason why I'm putting it in here in the milk series is because you have to understand that going to, quote, church is not a requirement, even though they, quote, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, which does nothing to do with going to church on Sunday. What it has to do with is don't be all by yourself all the time. Come together with the brethren and give glory to the Father and, you know, share what you're doing for the kingdom, which is giving glory to the Father. These are the works. This is the stuff that, you know, that he's using me to do, and this is my gift. So, you know, this is what I'm um, doing for the kingdom. And so, you know, and, and thank him for what he's done. You see, it's all about. Yahuwah, okay, and and so that's assembling together, and <laughs> wouldn't that be nice if I could assemble together with the brethren that actually followed through with that stuff and and gave glory? You don't have to go on a certain day or at a certain time or for a certain amount of time or all of that baloney that they say today. That's pharisaical nonsense added oral traditions that they just came up with on their own so remember um brethren especially uh, those that are still in the milk that that's not a requirement in fact i would say stay out of those places of satan because all they teach in there is bad nonsense corruption of scripture so that's the pharisees the other group, Sadducees. And Sadducees, well, they're the ones connected to the temple. Uh, you know, that's when you'll see the, the Sadducees are connected to the temple. But again, they're not necessarily descended from Levi or Aaron or any of that stuff. Uh, but Sadducee means the righteous or connected to the Zadok. That's... It's a Sadducee, it's a S, but it should be Zadducee, which would be the Zadok, the righteous. That's, you know, uh, that's that party. And this is a religious party at the time of the Messiah among uh, Yahuda or Yahudium, who, this is what they did. They denied that the oral law was a revelation of Elohim, to the Israelites. So, hey, <laughs> remember? The Pharisees believed in this oral law, and today um, you might know it as the Talmud, <laughs> which is oral tradition that they wrote down special, special stuff uh, that only they get. But anyway, in those days, the Sadducees were completely opposite of the Pharisees. Um, and they did not believe in oral traditions. They did not believe that, that uh, you know, that Elohim had given these special um, revelations uh, to be done 
you know, with uh, the Yehudim as they're as were taught in those synagogues, and who deem the written law alone to be obli- uh, obligatory on the nation as the divine authority. So the Sadducees believed in the law, you know, even though they didn't really follow the law. <laughs> necessarily <laughs> the law meaning the scriptures right Moshiach spoke about and this is why it's it's interesting so they didn't believe in the oral tradition that was being added in people's minds and corrupting the populace with the pharisaical synagogue school things but they did supposedly believe in the law alone but guess what they denied, which is interesting because the pharisaical, pharisaical ones that, that uh, you know, they knew about the law they, and they taught the law and they taught the, um, the prophets and all of that stuff. So they knew about this stuff. But the Sadducees, uh, they denied the resurrection of the body. So, you know, when you uh, and Yahusha showed us that because it tells us you know, in scripture, that they don't believe. They believe when you die, you die. That's it. And uh, they deny the immortality of the soul, which, you know, the soul is not immortal. They're right about that. But one day it will be immortal. They deny the existence of spirits and angels. And they denied divine predestination and affirmed free will. So it has nothing to do with Elohim. What goes on in your life, and Elohim does not have servants or angels or, you know, uh, demons or bad people or, you know, any kind of spiritual beings that are around us, good or bad, and, you know, and he doesn't influence us at all. And um, as far as, uh, you know, not sure about this, but, but it sounds like that, that they don't believe in Elohim. They, um, they believe in the law Moshiach passed down. So tangible things only. And so they believe in free will. You know, you're not predestined. Whatever happens, happens. But this is, this world, this life, is all there is to it. There's nothing after it. So make sure you follow, you know, and do what's good here because this, you know, what's good on the earth, not because there's something after it, but because they follow the written law alone. And it's only, um, and, and by the way, it's only the law. It only applies to the nation of Israel and other nations, you know, um, you know, not supposed to have anything to do with it and all of that. So you see, you know, you can see this stuff, the, the differences between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but you can see this stuff in, you know, in assemblies today, denominations today. I've seen people that believe all this stuff, both Pharisee side and the Sadducee side, and but there's no Levitical side. There's no, 
Aaron side. There's no law of, you know, what <laughs> Yahuwah said to do according to the law. So it's all having to do what man thinks, you know. And so that's the difference between the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so going back to uh, Matthew, the gift of Yah, uh, I want to reread verse 7 in chapter 3, but we're going to pick it up. Um, after that, but I want you to reread it with me. So now that you see the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and we looked at the Pharisees, and Johannes, uh, they're, uh, you know, immersing people. And seven says, and seeing many of the Pharisees, <laughs> oh, they remember they're waiting for Messiah. They believe in, you know, life after death, uh, they believe that things will, you know, come back to Israel and, and all of that stuff according to the law, and that the Messiah will be cleansing them, causing them to uh, come back uh, to the way that they should be. And so they have, you know, that stuff going on for them, but they have the oral tradition, which is all the added stuff. And seeing many of the Pharisees and said to them, brood of adders, <laughs> who has warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Bear therefore fruits worthy of repentance, meaning stop your oral traditions, which we looked at last time. Uh, so that was necessary to go forward here so you have an idea of um of this group who have been who believe in oral tradition and believe that you know things are going to work out well for them because they're keeping all of these oral traditions and you know of course yahuwah wants them to do that we have uh, been learning that a change is happening in the time of johan and the immerser that's right this is 30 years later. You've got these synagogues much more prevalent in those days. And um, and there's a change occurring, which we saw because Johanan was not only uh, Levi, he was descended from Aaron. So he was, his bloodline was full Levi and Aaron. And so he was of the priesthood. Absolutely. And uh, we read that in Luke chapter 1, verse 5. But, uh, and according to the law, he was a priest in the temple. And, he, and you know, the Levitical priesthood and the Aaron descendants had special clothes to wear. And they were supposed to eat special uh, bread, you know, the, the holy bread that was uh, put in the holy, um, the holy places in the set-apart place. And they changed it out. The law was, you know, and special food and do special things. That was his, um, according to the law that um, Yahuwah had given to Moshiach, 
way in the beginning when they were coming out of Mitzrayim or out of bondage that you know that was the what the law said those were rituals that was things that he told them they needed to do as a nation but Elohim was changing the flesh into spiritual so uh, hold your place in Matthew uh, and go to Luke again. I should have told you to hold your place in Luke. Um, and go to chapter 1. And I want you to look with me in verse uh, 44. Read that with me. Verse 44. And this, of course, is talking about when Yohanan was in his mother's womb. And 44 said, For look, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. So this is Johanan. And of course, um, Miriam or Mary was talking to her cousin Elizabeth. So Johanan received the spirit of Yahuwah, in the womb when he was six months old. We know that because as a baby in the womb, he leaped for joy. Now go to verse 80. He was special. There was a special purpose for him. And 80 is, it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit. Okay? and was in the desert until the day of his showing himself openly to Israel. So Yohanan lived in the wilderness away from the flesh world and flesh things to do with the duties of the priesthood. So you see, Yahuwah was doing away with the priesthood. And Yohanan was truly of the priesthood, but he was kept out of all of the nonsense that was going on with the Pharisees and Sadducees and synagogues and the temple and all the nonsense that they were doing. And he grew spiritually in the spirit, you see. Now, go back to Matthew. And I want you to read with me verse 4. So that you remember... So now he's supposed to have special food, special clothes, uh, special duties as a descendant of Aaron. But what did he do? Verse 4 says, And Yohanan had a garment of camel's hair and a leather girdle around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Yohanan wore clothes from the wilderness and ate food from the wilderness. That's his life, completely void of the traditions of elders and only learned from Yahuwah. We learned in our studies that there was a change happening. Yes, the change we will learn about today is about the priests. Last time we went up to uh, verse 8 here. 
And Johanan was telling the Pharisees that just because they were immersed in water doesn't make them worthy to do the works of Yahuwah that would be done. That's right. There's a change coming. And of course, remember, the Pharisees knew scripture. They knew prophecy. So they knew about the one that was coming first before the Messiah preparing the way. So they knew this Yohanan could be that one. They were looking forward to this Messiah person and oh look, this Yohanan. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.